Hello everyone, I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And this is You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. And on this week's episode, we are going to be diving back into the AT's universe to have a storyline update as well as talk about their recent albums and their performances on Kingdom Legendary War. Uh, but before we get into all of that, uh, Chelsea, what have you been doing in K-pop this week? Well, last night was the first night of the Twice concert, the Encore concert in LA that I did not go to, but I very much enjoyed on <laughs> uh, Very Kind Strangers live streams. <laughs> it was actually funny because I was at a wedding yesterday and I think the concert was starting like in the, right in the middle of the reception and I was like mm, let's just pop on Twitter <laughs> and so I just had the live stream going while I was at the at the wedding and my coworker who is not into k-pop looks over and is like what are you watching and I was like a concert and she's like Chelsea <laughs> <laughs> I was like what <laughs> she's like where are they and I'm like in LA she's like all right <laughs> it was funny that's um, so funny but then when I got home, I found a super nice YouTube stream that was like 170 or not 170, 720p pretty much. It was pretty good quality. Nice. <laughs> I sent you a photo and I sent um, Trinity a photo. Trinity was like, wow, that's really good quality. <laughs> it was nice. It was nice. I could actually make out faces, you know, not just like, I think that blob sauna. <laughs> <laughs> The things we do to watch a little bit of K-pop. Hey, listen, it's worth it. I love it. Because, <laughs> like, there are times where I genuinely forget I'm watching, like, someone at a concert just holding their phone up until they, like, move their phone down. And I'm like, whoa, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> you, like, panic thinking that they're, like, taking their phone off of the, you know, for the live stream. You, you forget. You're not just watching, like, a professional thing or, like... You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is just some very nice person who is holding their phone up and probably cramping their arm like <laughs> the entire show. <laughs> but yeah, I had a lot of fun. Um, basically, this week, though, I've just been consumed with Queendom's dance performances and a lot of good things happened. been rewatching a lot of that. Uh, Twice started their new Time to Twice series where it's like a spring picnic theme. And their first episode, basically, they recreated some of their childhood photos for Children's Day. And it was it was cute. They got to, like, go around and help each other out in recreating these photos. And some of them were, like, pretty spot on. And then some of them, it was like, all right, that's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But it was really cute. It was really cute to see them do that. So it's a kind of a start of a new one. Um, and then last... Yujun from Brave Girls did a cover of One Peel's Voiceless on her YouTube channel, and it's very pretty. Nice. That came out yesterday, I believe. So, yeah, it's I I've just been like busy this week, so I haven't been consuming a ton of content. It's like a lot of the same stuff, like and a lot of the same stuff as last week too. So, yeah, yeah, kind of boring for me this week. But, huh? what about you? <laughs> um got seven comeback mm -hmm. which obviously like we felt was very just like oh hey it's this month and we're like what 
Um, Say what? <laughs> but they released concept photos, concept photos like one and two or something. And apparently our theme for this album is construction. <laughs> I don't know if that's what it's supposed to be, but they were basically like construction workers, but like mm-hmm. hot ones or something. I don't know. And like dirty in the first one. <laughs> they yeah. want to like dirt on their face. And <laughs> but I literally sent you the photos and I was like, oh man, we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Very much so. Um, but I they also sent released... you a screaming gif of like, <laughs> yeah, you should have. Um, but they also released the track list, which all of the songs are, um, almost all of the songs are done by Def, which is JB, mm. right? So JB has like done nearly all of the songs. Other people worked on a Jin Young, wrote a song, and you know it's going to be good. Aww. it's going to be so good. I'm so excited. Um, and they're also doing like that online concert too, which I think is like, oh my god, I think it's like next week. That's so exciting. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> maybe next week or the week after. I don't know. May seems to be just dragging <laughs> for some reason. May has been going very slow. So we have lots more of God Seven to come. Um, also BTS track list three was posted. Hmm. I don't think we talked. I don't think we got it, to talk about it. It was posted like, I feel like either immediately after we started recording or like the next morning after we recorded. I think it was like the next morning. Yeah. So it had been posted when we released the last episode, but we hadn't talked about it yet. Yeah. So it's um all demos mm-hmm. and plus one new song, but technically it's like three new songs on that tracklist because there were two songs on there that no one's ever heard before oh so maybe they're just like unheard demos or it's i don't know if they're a demo or not but um but the other caveat is that disc three is like cd only Mm -hmm. except for the new song right the actual new song new new song that they're Mm -hmm. that will be available for digital streaming but like all the rest of them I've never seen so many people being like, gotta get a CD player. (laughs) It's true. I gotta go to Goodwill or something. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I kind of want to buy the one that you have. The like fancy, like Mm -hmm. either hang up on your wall or display on your shelf kind of one. But we'll see. It's okay. Like it? it looks nice. Right. And stuff. But like it is problematic in trying to get it to play cds all the time oh interesting i have to like pick it up and lay it flat and then press play so that it like works (laughs) that'd be very awkward if it was hanging on a wall you're like excuse me let me dismantle this from the wall real quick (laughs) yeah and i think now mine has like cat hair all up inside of it probably oh okay so maybe it's just you not the (laughs) i don't know maybe it's just me um but yeah it was really funny because some people are like, oh, my God, what am I going to get to do? And I was like, CD3 is just going to live in my car because it has a CD player. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, just to listen to all of the new songs. Mm-hmm. And then T- I've been watching TXT's live performances, which is probably bad for my health. Did Did you watch the one I sent you today? The no, Inkigayo one? No, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I did watch their relay today. Oh, I need to watch that. 
Dang. Binky Gaia <laughs> one was cool because they literally have two they built two sets and then they like bounce back and forth between both. But like the intro, they did this like match cut where I was like, Y'all built two stages for this one. I thought it was just for the intro, and then they started switching back and forth in the actual performance, almost like a stage mix. And I was like, Okay, I have to watch that after. Way that. to go all out for one stage. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, and then I've been listening to Woods's album like nonstop mm. since you were like, you should listen to it. And I was like, okay. I knew you'd like it. It's mm-hmm. it's a very different than I feel like some stuff that he's done, but like yeah. I really enjoy it. It's really, really good. I sent it to Void because I thought maybe he would like that one. Yeah. Because he like he is definitely a like pop punk alternative person. That's the yes. kind of music he listens to, which is why he liked also rock, which is why he likes Red by the Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, super good, super mm-hmm. super good. Um, very an unrelated K-pop news. My Chemical Romance released a new song, so I was listening to that. Yeah, you were very busy with that. <laughs> I was. You were like nobody talked to me, and I was like, oh, should I respond? <laughs> uh, the Foundation of Decay. Yeah, was, was it good? good? Yes. Um, sidebar, it was, it was kind of hard to hear. It was really weird because it sounded like a song that they recorded in like their garage studio where like the music is too loud and the vocals are really low. So it was really hard to hear what Gerard was saying. Maybe that's what they're going for though. Like a very authentic sound. Cause that's like how they started. So I feel like a lot of the lyrics tie back to when they started because like the group started around like September 11, 2001. And like, Mm. so there's references to that and like different stuff throughout their career. So gotcha. I need to buy a ticket to their concert in October. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. But anyways, um, so for this week in K-pop, uh, Alexa, was crowned the winner of American Song Contest. Damn straight she was. She deserved it. I voted every round. I did too. I was so happy that she won. I didn't watch the show. I just wanted her to No, win. I just watched her performances on YouTube, but yeah. that's it. I watched her last performance. It was so good. Mm-hmm. She even got a studio tune yeah. for her song. <laughs> I know. I was like, how did you film this? It looks like you flew back to Korea one day and- just quickly did it but yeah her studio tune was great it was so good she'll be the second k-pop artist to ever perform on billboard nice yeah i think she's performing then tonight right is it tonight tonight's the bbmas yeah she's presenting and performing but she's literally the only artist after bts to to do so yeah so it's Uh, kind of a cool cool deal for her yeah i'm very excited for her Mm -hmm. like her song was really, really good, and Alexa's just fantastic, so. Yeah. Um, Oh My Girls, is it Jiho? Yeah. Uh, reportedly will be leaving WM Entertainment, but the other six members are going to renew their contracts, so. Yeah, she just wanted to move on to other things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, G-Idol decided that they also needed to have a world tour, but they right. also only needed to come to the United States in July. No. 
They're oh in July, yeah. I was like they're going to other countries, but yeah. No, they are. But they just decided that they needed to play their LA show in July. Yeah. The day before TXT Brave Girls, the day of some someone else, right? And then like 2 days after like the fourth show of Stray Kids. Yeah. I'm like are 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 all the venues in LA booked up this July for all K-pop? They have must be. <laughs> Multis are in hell right now. But apparently Idol had a world tour like planned and mm-hmm. everything before COVID. So this is kind of like they're able to they're finally getting their tour back that they were going to do pre-COVID. But like my wallet. No, I know. <laughs> I know. Like I would like i'm probably not gonna go i probably can't either but but like how much i want to go and see a live performance of my bag dude i know (laughs) (laughs) there's so many of their songs i would kill to hear live it would be amazing we have to do we have to do an episode on them eventually oh yeah so i can watch all of their stuff Mm -hmm. um la seraphim uh, won their first music award show this week, which is mm-hmm. great. Congratulations to them. Um, I listened to their album. It's pretty good. Yeah. What did you think of the title track? It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, Big Planet Made announced that Ren was going to be joining their company. So Ren is one of the former members of Newest. So I'm super excited for him. That's um, the company VB's is under. Oh, nice. The, the three members from G-Friend that went on. Nice. Yeah. That's exciting. Because it's yeah. like a small a small company, so they can probably focus on him a lot, you know? And Yeah, I'm excited to see what he's going to do with his new career. So. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting to see, like, what all of Newest is doing, like, mm-hmm. individually. Because Minhyun and Beko still, like, re-signed with Pledis. And they got their own individual, like, Weverse accounts now. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron started a podcast called no. Korean Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And then Ren now is joining another company and I don't know, I don't know what, um, the other member is doing yet. I have no huh. idea. We'll see. JR. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, and then Monster X celebrated their seventh anniversary. Mm-hmm. Our baby's all grown up. Oh. Uh, also there in the u.s so like i'm horrified like i'm so excited because our concert is literally coming and if them being here it means it's like really happening mm-hmm. very true uh, it's not gonna get postponed i'm i'm so scared i've seen photos from their soul shows like yeah it's somebody have a wheelchair ready to wheel me out of there because um <laughs> Or a gurney. One of yeah, the I was going to say, yeah, make sure the ambulances are parked outside. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> um, And then we talked about Tracklist 3 for Proof was released. All mm-hmm. the songs are demos. And then there's like the two songs that we don't know. And then there's like a brand new song. And then, then is it Wuwa? Is that the name Wuwa. of that? Okay. Um, they're having a comeback in June. Mm-hmm. Um, because they also remember that there's other months yeah year, which is nice um yes. king daniel is releasing his first full album also this month just in case we weren't 
apparently Jesse's going to be collaborating on it with him or like have something on there or whatever. And I'm like, oh my. Yes. Uh, And then Yurin is releasing her first mini album. So that's Mm -hmm. really exciting. Uh, Stacy released a new OST called Star for Our Blues. I think it came out today. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Stray Kids will be releasing their second Japanese mini album. Ooh. Can't yeah, even. you sent me those photos. Can't even. Mm-hmm. With the concept photos. Yeah. Felix was, his was released the other day. He looked good. So it's something. He looked real good. Yeah. They all look real good. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then just in case anybody wanted to know, Astro 17 and One Us's comebacks are all within the next two weeks. Isn't the boys too? The boys are supposed oh, to yeah. be like, I thought the boys was supposed to be yesterday according to k profiles but it had it's not up on their youtube channel yet so i'm assuming it's coming out like any minute probably tonight yeah uh like tomorrow i think one us is also tomorrow the 16th so is astro oh jesus yeah <laughs> tiny albums yet. swear words swear words swear words yeah we're, my, we're living in my- a multi multi hell <laughs> my txt album shift though those are coming tomorrow <gasps> i'm so excited for you i'm i've seen some of the photo cards already and i'm like i'm scared <sighs> um i bought all of the versions including the jewel case the jewel case one um also uh got seven was like hey we're only gonna have one version but also f you because they're individual member versions too <laughs> Oh, you guys suck. One version, but also seven versions? <laughs> it's like one... It's like what they did for their last album, where it's all different. It's like all seven members each have their like own. So right. it's... At least it's not like... There's three versions, but there's individual member versions per version. Thank God it's not that. True. But I bought the Jin Young one, obviously. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> probably won't get him as a photo card, though. No, pro- sadly not. Yeah. But it's at least okay. you might be able to trade a lot easier since it's a new album, you know? Maybe you'll be able to trade those Mark photo cards I sent you, like, forever ago. <laughs> That's true. I know. I look at it all the time. I have to, like, repost it while it's while it's hot in discussion. You know, everyone's trading hot. and stuff. I'm freaking loving the fact that like, Agassiz are obviously, like, over the moon, right? Mm-hmm. For GOT7 having a comeback. But also because of this whole, like, construction theme thing that's going on. Like, people were joking around about how we're getting a new light stick also, but it's going to look like a hammer that lights up green. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Cracks me up with these concepts, I swear. <laughs> I don't I don't know what the concept is, but I was dying over the memes and stuff that were coming out. Yeah. Um, also, somebody pointed out that Bam Bam always changes the emoji or adds an emoji to his name, mm. depending on, like, what's going on. Like, when uh, Ribbon came out, like, all of Agassiz were adding, like, the pink ribbon to their name, so he yeah. added one. Aww. And then he did that for, like, all the rest of them, so then he started adding a little construction worker. So he put the construction worker in. <laughs> And then he changed his photo to, like, his photo from the first set of concept photos. But he added a hard hat to his. <laughs> I love it. I was dying. I put a little construction worker in my name. So it's up there. There you go. Representing the comeback. I do. For a while, it was the fire heart with the pirate flag. Obviously, Ooh, 80s. Yes. 
And then it was just the purple heart. <laughs> yes. For BTS. But Okay. Um, we have a lot. I hope everybody's really excited about me talking a lot because that's <laughs> what's going to happen. We have to like let people know this isn't as like we're talking about the recent albums in relation to our last episode that we covered them. Yes. So uh, the very first we I think it was like our third or fourth episode we did. Um, I keep forgetting that this podcast is only like two years old. I keep thinking that it's like way like we've been doing it for so much longer. <laughs> it's because we've been podcasting for so long. But yeah, that is also true. Um, but this episode came out in the first one came out in March of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, so the um, the last album that we covered was basically the end of the treasure yes part um so this is pretty much i'll explain it in a second pretty much yes so but like we have done an episode on which album was was it i think it was fever part one that yeah that sounds right um so we did like a whole detailed episode on that but we are gonna cover from that point on yeah, we're basically talking. Episode. Yeah, we're basically talking about the whole fever series because yeah. that just wrapped up also. Right. So it's perfect timing because there's potentially something else coming out in July. So that'll either be another chapter to this story or it'll be wrapping the story up. Gotcha. Too. So for this episode, we're gonna do things a little bit structurally different. So okay. ET's universe is one obviously like one of our favorites to dive into especially for me i go crazy excuse me on reddit and like twitter and just deep dive into all the theories Mm -hmm. so there's so much rich storytelling that i think in order to do the story justice like we wanted to spend a lot of time talking particularly about particularly about the story and how it ties all the music videos together um so like we said we're going to be focusing on the fever series and et's performance on performances on kingdom because those also all tie into the storyline yes um which obviously works very well because we're literally updating their discography starting from the beginning of the fever series Mm -hmm. so um i found an amazing post on reddit that outlines everything that happened during the fever series plus the kingdom performances plus like all of the content that came out during that time and a lot of it neither one of us has actually consumed mm-hmm. um so uh shout out to user loud choice on the at subreddit who wrote this whole thing out mm-hmm. um so we owe you a major debt for writing everything out um we're going to include in the show notes the links to the reddit posts so this person also wrote a part one for the treasure part okay. um which they're also going back and updating because some of the things that they theorized were incorrect in the first part based off of what they learned from the Fever series. Let's do a run-through of what's been released um, before we dive in to the actual storyline. Sure. So we'll talk a little bit about what AT's discography has been released since our last episode, which has actually been a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, so we'll go through that. Um, we can talk a little bit about the music videos, I think, here. 
the ones that we watched, especially the ones that don't tie specifically into the storyline that were added. Um, and then I'll just talk a whole lot after that. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to like read this part so I don't have yeah, to talk as much? For sure. So first, we're starting off with Zero Part, or sorry, Zero Fever Part One, which was released on July 29th, twenty twenty. Title tracks were Inception and Thanks. Katie, you have some notes uh, for this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, Siangwa and his abs. That's right. I put is it. <laughs> I said, absolutely obsessed with this music video. Is it because my bias lifts his shirt? No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no, Um, this song, like, always hits for me. It's honestly, like, my top, in my top, top favorites from ATs. The Inception. water dance. Yeah. The high notes. Come on, guys. Like, <laughs> Oh, it's very, very well done. Mm-hmm. I love um, Inception. I also really liked, like, because during this one was one of the ones where they did the voting. Yes. Right? Like, you would vote for either song to be the title track. Some stuff happened during this, so it was very clear that, like, Thanks wasn't going to get picked. Right. But I really liked this song. Oh, I'm, like, I think everyone probably realized that one was somewhat geared to be the title track in terms of like budget and everything but i'm kind of glad that this one was the one that was picked because to me this feels like a title track inception yeah like it feels Mm -hmm. like an at's title track whereas like thanks kind of it feels like a song that's definitely worthy of a music video Mm -hmm. um but i i just personally prefer inception over Thanks anyway. So I'm team Inception. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably a controversial Um, statement, but whatever. (laughs) No, it's fine. Um, No, both of them are really good. I just. I mean, I was living. I was living for young in both of them. So, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, But they were both done really well. It was really funny Mm -hmm. when I watched the Thanks music video for the very first time without like knowing how it tied into the storyline. I was like, this is the weirdest mv ever yeah it was it was very different it was very it was, different yeah but the song slaps like a song's still oh, yeah. great so it's so good live is it when oh. when the whole audience um says gracias mm-hmm. at the same time it is killer nice. it was so good it is that song was made for like a stadium that's amazing um but inception is definitely like one of my favorite songs for sure mm-hmm um, also, Siangwa abs. So, straight as little flash. Oh my abs. god, little flash! It was full on, just like oh, hey. I know. It's not. It's not even like like Jungkook abs during <laughs> fake love. It was like lift, hold, and we go. <laughs> yes, got a lot more um, people being a bit more bolder throughout these. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the choreography for both of them. Oh my god. Forever. Absolutely. Some of my favorite like choreo and videos are in this like chunk area. Mm-hmm. Uh we also watched the selfie version of To the Beat. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. Which was funny. Like the video itself, oh my god. <laughs> They're insane. They're absolutely insane. 
they're absolutely adorable and just ridiculous through like all of it <laughs> exactly okay um all right so we have call me anytime eden crossing over with ats which was released on december 30th 2020 and this was a holiday song collaboration with eden we didn't watch anything for this no okay mm -mm. Then we had Zero Fever Part 2, which was released on March 1st, 2021, and the title track was Fireworks, I'm the One, and two other music videos were released as well, Time for Love and Celebrate, all three of which we watched. I freaking love Fireworks, I'm the One, probably more than you do. <laughs> I had a love-hate relationship with this song. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, because I didn't like it very much at the beginning, mm -hmm. but I love it. I lo it took a while. It was one of those like slow, to slow burn songs for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I love it now. So yeah, I see. Around this time, I was like hanging out with Trinity a lot, and we would mm -hmm. listen to ATs a lot. So like Inception to Deja Vu, that whole era, I like listened to. Mm -hmm. over and over and over and over again and this one like she was obsessed with this one because okay. her bias is son no oh. other oh yeah <laughs> no other words needed um <laughs> so she would watch it all the time and she would play it all the time and it was probably one of my like top listened to songs at the time so oh God, i yeah. really enjoy it um yeah son was a problem in in this friendly beginning Son was so much to handle during this. The he yeah. was crop top and hard, and it was crop top smirk like oh, the hair, the hands. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've watched that part just <laughs> thanks to Trinity. <laughs> but I actually really like how this song. It'll like stop and like go really slow. Mm -hmm. for a minute and then it builds and then it goes so hard and like it feels even harder because it takes it down mm -hmm. but then i wrote also the choreography is absolutely some of my favorite in this like oh it's just so good it's just it, so good it's really really good i mean it took me a while to like warm up to the song it wasn't my favorite but i love it the rest mm -hmm. of the album too was really done very very well. So how is this song live? Amazing. <laughs> I figured. It's really funny because like some of the songs that ETs does like don't always hit like super mm -hmm. hard for me. Like I'll listen to them, but like they're not my favorite. Right. Um. But when they're live, you're just like, like I'm, I'm sure here it hits ten times hard. <laughs> so it's so good when yeah. the whole audience is just jamming so hard to like to the beat and mm -hmm. uh some of the other there's like i think the leaders they did and then like a couple other songs we were just like damn is good they gotta be tired after doing some of these ones man i don't they go hard et's go so hard and sometimes i'm just like how are you singing with some of the most steady vocals I've ever heard in my life while you're literally flying through the air? No, honestly. Specifically like, San. Like, he goes yeah. so hard all the time. 
and I'm just like, bro, how do you breathe? Literally, I know. I need to, and like, even when um, we watch some of their like live performances and whatnot, they don't look like they're huffing and puffing after. No, after you like when we watch their kingdom performances, yeah. like after they were done, you're just like, like you could tell they're breathing, but they're not. I mean, if it were me, I'd be like, <laughs> you know, and they're like. <laughs> <laughs> it almost looks like San holds his breath until the ending fairy's done. And I'm like, dang. <laughs> I mean, you could definitely hear them huffing and puffing on the stage, like, yeah. during the live performance, like, during the concert. But you're right. just like, oh, they are human. <laughs> yeah. God. It's They're insane. good. They're pros. Mm-hmm. Um, Time to Love, I had never uh, seen or heard. Mm-hmm. But I really found them to be so charismatic. And there's so many hearts in this video. I was like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> they were so cute. They sense, they just did all kinds of hearts. And I was like, can you not? Like, calm, everyone calm down, please. <laughs> they were so cute in their little, like, suits and their little office thing. Whatever was going on. It was adorable. Mm-hmm. It, was it was so adorable. And then celebrate. I put these outfits are interesting, but I love them. Weren't these like one of their concept photo? Yeah. Um, outfits. Yeah. It's where a lot of the theories were like pulling from were from like the outfits where they had the because like Hong Jun has the turtle, and then, um, I think San San had that like skull thing or, like, thing yeah. attached. And then there was like tons of stuff in the background, so they basically like filmed this music video in where they took their concert photos yeah it was cool Mm -hmm. um i put i wasn't sure if i'd heard this song but i do recognize the chorus like the chorus is super familiar so i'm wondering where i've heard this uh i'm not sure not sure either but it's pretty good yeah definitely okay next we have into the a to z uh, which was a Japanese repackaged album released March 25th, 2021, with the title track still here. Do you have any thoughts on that before we... Uh, do we you, are you familiar with that song? Um, Yes. I've heard both the Japanese one and the Korean version of the song. The song gotcha. slaps. Like, nice. it's very good it's really really good um they performed the the korean one at the concert mm. the korean version of it it's really good i don't know if they had a music video for it i may have missed it they probably did um, that's okay but their japanese album is pretty good so very good if you haven't listened to it you should next we have kingdom final who is the king single release with the real released on may 28th 2021 um, should we talk about the Kingdom performance as well as the music video? Yeah, we can talk about all the performances now if you want. Sure. All right. Um, should we do the music video first or? Uh, well, the music video for Does the real is later. Is, comes later, but the Kingdom performance of the song was really good. That's right. I put ATs is so theatrical. Mm-hmm. Um. Their kingdom performances in general are just top tier. I still have this like mixed emotions about who I wanted to win kingdom. I was I was literally gonna be like I'm gonna say something controversial and say that they should have won, <laughs> <laughs> only because like I just like the way that they approached kingdom. Yes. 
Um, it's, you know what's funny, too, is watching all these Kingdom performances, it really made me look at, like, the benefits of them doing this show during COVID, as well as just, like, how interesting the budget is for this versus Queendom. <laughs> yeah. Um. They had a huge, huge benefit of doing this show with no audience because they essentially got to do like a 360 like performance Mm -hmm. in a way. Their stage was massive, like massively huge. And they could constantly move the cameras, you know, to the fourth wall without like breaking it and showing the audience. You know what I mean? So they could they could constantly move around the stage in a way that they really can't um say with a live audience yeah and like i'm telling you the queendom stage is like a third of the size of what kingdoms is so they really got like some huge benefit in like the space and the budget and like how grand they could be um because i i watched it and i was like dude i forgot how intense these performances were oh they're they're insane (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I need to go back and like watch the show, all of Kingdom, like watch the whole show because yeah. I only watch their performances. Well, we talked about doing it for like uh, bonus episodes. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. should definitely do that. It'd be fun. Yeah, it would be very fun. Um, it is interesting listening to the Kingdom version of the reel and then the actual one that they released later as part mm-hmm. of the album because they did change it. Like the song is different. Like the yeah. lyrics and stuff are very different. Um, as big of a stay as I am, mm-hmm. I've wanted ATs to win. Yeah, like, pretty bad because it. Uh, this is so controversial. In a way, it felt like straight kids were going to win. Like there was at a certain yeah. point where you knew they were going to win, and that no one else had a chance. Yeah, and in a way, it feels disappointing because. I think one of Stray Kids' performances I didn't like very much. I don't remember which one it was. Yeah. Um, I just felt like ATs has left more of an impression on me. Oh, they were just like... It was so creative and like, I mean, ATs' whole brand is storytelling, right? So like, they just had this like next level element that I really appreciated. Mm -hmm. You know, like for this type of competition, you want to like you want to use the stage and tell a story and like incorporate a whole new element to a song that people have either heard before or never heard before. And they, they did that every time, like every time they really did. I mean, if we talk about, um, their, uh, symphony number nine from the wonderland performance, like, one, they did a phenomenal job of tying their storyline into three of the perform. Actually, I think four, because I didn't put the Rhythm Ta performance mm. in here. Yeah. But their storyline is tied, is cont- is pushed forward through all four of those performances. Exactly. Um, Which we'll mention, like, I'll mention when we talk about, like, the actual storyline itself. But... It was the- literally a musical. Like, it was... <laughs> They're literally outfits. a musical. <laughs> oh my god. Their outfits were absolutely insane and I absolutely love them so much in uh From the Wonderland because one I love that song very very much. Like 
well, Yen looked good, but Siangwa was doing it for me hard with that corseted and the jacket, and then Oof. him with the, the rifle, and he, like, yes. shoots the kraken. I was like... People were like, I remember when the the tentacle comes out, and everyone was like, is that a freaking tent? Like, people were losing their <laughs> mind. <laughs> I think it was, like, Peniel or something was, like, losing his damn mind. It, that makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. Exactly. It was, it was so good. And like Hung Joon was killing it. Like they were all so good. And like it breaks my heart that Mingi couldn't be there I know. for this. But my God. Exactly. I actually did hear that behind the scenes, AT's had a really hard time during this show. I wouldn't be surprised. Like someone was saying that it was like a very traumatic experience for them being on that show. Like they had That's a really awful. hard time and like either prepping for the show or the fact that like they weren't like given the same things as other groups were or something to that fact but some people were saying that uh some of the members had like talked about kingdom later on and had were kind of saying that like yo yeah that was a really hard time for me and like a lot of them struggled which is such a shame because they came out with like such really good stuff but clearly they fought through a lot of things to get that freaking sucks they were every single one of their performances was just on like a completely different level and like so their very first performance on kingdom was overture wave overture how do you even follow that they came in they came in so hard specifically san he was yeah. so just like like how do you even <laughs> if you've never watched an AT's performance live before or like in person ever like that yeah. would be so just like intimidating no, it was such a short performance, but it was like, I literally put short and intense in all caps because yeah. they give a thousand, like a, not even 110%, like a hundred like 50, I don't know. They give all the, the percent. Yes. <laughs> they give their absolute everything and it was such a short burst, but like, holy crap. They went all out. They went all out. Um, and then the last performance that we watched of theirs from Kingdom was Answer, Ode to Joy. Uh, first of all, Answer is legitimately still one of my favorite ET songs ever. Mm-hmm. Only has recently been overcome, overtaken by Turbulence, which is I was gonna currently say. my number one ET song. Yes. Still listen to it like literally every day. <laughs> <laughs> I believe um, that. But... This song was like this is the one that really pushed the ET storyline forward. Is yeah. this is this particular performance? This was my favorite of all Kingdom. This one, yes. Oh, it was this, really good. When the opera singers came in, I remember watching it, just being like, like literal chills, mm-hmm. chills. I was like, did they really? Because this was the No Limit performance, right? Mm-hmm. And oh. It just, I was like, how can anyone top it? Literally, how can anyone top this? It just, it, I mean, it just killed me. Jungho's, um, his high note. His high note. Did Was this the one that he did, like, the triple, like, the triple or, high note, yeah. Oh, and we didn't watch the, the video where it was the them reacting to the thing, but I remember watching the one where the rest of the, like, members from the other groups are reacting as they were, like, singing. And I remember everyone going, oh, my God. it's like how do we compete with that you can't you can't oh my god dude everything about that performance 
was a winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, gen- I genuinely thought they were going to win after I saw that performance. I was like, how can they not? I think I started voting for them. At that point? Uh, before that. Mm. Yeah. I was voting for Stray Kids a lot, but... No, I, I don't blame you. Okay. Okay, so now we have Taste of Korea single, which was Summer Taste, and that was released July 14th, 2021. I feel like I remember listening to this. I don't remember at all. <laughs> no, I, I, str- I strangely do. I, I'm I'm so weird about like the B-sides, but I'll pick up on all those advertising singles. I don't you love know. the advertising singles. I do. I really do. Um, next, we have Dreamers, which is their first Japanese single, uh, released July 28th, 2021, with the title track Dreamers. Um, just making we- sure I'm not skipping... Okay, we did watch Dreamers. We watched like a live performance of it. Yes. It was cute. It was cute. I put every time I go back to ATs, I go, is someone my bias? And then I see him and I go, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'd be correct. Um, I put this is such a fun, fun summery song. It's a fummer um, song? It feels summery to me. No, you said you almost said uh, fummer. God, it's a fun song. It. <laughs> it's a fun summer song. I'm editing that out. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> um, summary is what I meant to say. Fun summary. Um, and I put they do this style of music really, really well. Um, I also put I like how they started this video all at their mic stands, and about halfway through, they were all over the place. They were in a chaotic, like running around like children, grabbing props like <laughs> yeah it sounds like another group we know because i was i was uh looking down to type my notes real quick and then i looked up and they were they were all shuffled and i was like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> sounds like another group we know that if there's no choreography they're just a hot mess exactly <laughs> um but uh, i haven't heard this song before today but i really like it mm-hmm. it's cute yeah it was very good Next, we have Season Songs. Three songs are released, each with a music video, released on August 16th, 2021. Be My Lover collab with Kim Jong-kook and White Love and The Black Narrow Cat, which had a Halloween performance video that we watched. So we watched all three of those. The one with uh, Kim Jong-kook was awesome. I put they're so dorky but cool and jung was cute in this. I loved this song so much more than I thought than I like was anticipating. Yeah, same. Um also I don't know who this Kim Jong Cook person is, but he is precious as hell. And old, oh my gosh. older. He's like an older guy, so adorable. I was like, his voice is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've heard of him before because mm-hmm. I've heard people talk about him, but I don't like I don't think I've any watched anything he's been in or anything like that. But man's man's got nice legs. Yeah. Like he he looks like he plays soccer, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Oh, he's got he's got nice nice calf muscles. That's right. That's right. Um but that was a fun video. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. And then White Love, they're so silly. They're so, they're so <laughs> I just couldn't get over this song. It sounded like La La Land but in Korean and then a weird <laughs> rap part, like right in the middle that Yeah. 
I just put. It, um, I don't know. I imagine the editors had fun looking through the footage on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. They were doing some crazy stuff, but also San's voice really stood out to me in this song. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I thought he he sounded really good because obviously I'm very distracted when San's on screen. So normally I don't pay attention to the fact that he has like beautiful vocals, but I noticed it very much in this. So, and then the black cat narrow, or black narrow cat, the the black black cat narrow. narrow cat. Oh, okay. Black cat. Na- I don't know. I messed up the song. Whatever. No, you're good. I was like, I have it in one on my notes, but different on the other notes. But it's no. I think I copied it from something else. But the music video is listed as the black cat narrow, and then in the place that I got like wrote the name out from, it had it this way. It's fine. It's <laughs> not a big deal. Um, I put, whoa, the makeup, but also the song is freaking sick. It's a cover. Is it? This song is. The actual person who who um, created the song is in the music video at the end. Oh, I was wondering who that was. Yeah, that's the person who actually like wrote and performed the song originally. Nice. But their cover of the song is literally everything. It's so good. I put, I would love to see more of this style from them. I love their Halloween thing. Because, like, they obviously. Do a vampire version. Oh, my God. No. No, no, no. Danger. Danger. <laughs> um, the Halloween version of Pirate King is the song that made me pick um, Wu Young as my bias. Ooh, okay. The zombie one. Yeah, the zombie version. It was so Very good. Cool. Yeah, I oh I put um Mingi looks like he came off the set of Angel and I'm attracted to it. <laughs> You're not wrong. He did look he did look just like him. Right? With the coat? Yeah. <laughs> you look good. I'm here. I'm here for it. Anyone under the age of uh twenty five is like, what? Angel what? what? Show? Buffy? Buffy what? <laughs> I'll be the Buffy dear Angel Mingi. <laughs> he probably has no idea what those shows are. Either. No, probably not. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. Oh man. Next we have a little space with Pentatonix featuring Yuno, San, Jungo, and it was released on August 20th, 2021. I don't think I've seen this. I I didn't put it. I thought we had enough to watch. No, we we definitely did, but I was curious if you had seen it and had any thoughts. Yes. Okay. I've seen it. Um I also I've listened to the song before, yeah. Hmm. Very good. All right. Well, next we have Zero Fever Part 3, released September 13th, 2021, with the title tracks Deja Vu and Eternal Sunshine. Deja Vu. Yosan wrecked me hard. Dude, Yosan was wrecking everyone. He was also out here with, like, abs and stuff and whatever, and I was like, get out of my face. I had never been wrecked by him before. I've been... (laughs) I was like... Hello. <laughs> what? Yosan read me hard in answer. I don't know. He just stood out but to he... me hard in this one. I was oh, like, no. yeah. Oh my god. Because Yosan was getting much more, was getting a lot more centralized mm-hmm. parts, like yeah, toward in this in this series. So he stood out a whole lot more because he was becoming a central figure within the the storyline, which obviously yeah. we're getting to. So. That definitely makes sense. This song mm-hmm. is super catchy. Always gets stuck in my head. I put so many hip movements. Oh, the choreography for the chorus gets me every time. Dude, the Imagine. rain scene. 
Imagine seeing that in person. No. It is emotional damage. I can't. In the best possible way. The the rain scene of oh, yeah. them doing the choreo. You know who was wrecking hard during Deja Vu? Hmm. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He him his hip movements especially. Which kept yeah. being like a core dancer, man. Jeez. Wreck me up. That song, that oh, I love it. Anyway, Eternal Sunshine. <laughs> I like how you go from like a super wrecking song like Deja Vu to Eternal Sunshine, which is just happy and bright and fun. Yeah, literal um, polar opposite. <laughs> just hold on to that memory because I'm gonna ruin it for you later. <laughs> um, I put I like the song. It wasn't it wasn't the song I was super drawn to when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Um. I think because I just liked Deja Vu so much that when Eternal Sunshine came out, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm still listening. I'm still listening to Deja Vu. Like, mm-hmm. I'll get to you in a minute. And then uh, listening to it now, especially like back to back with everything, it's a very refreshing song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. Um, and this this vibe of song tends to be what I'm typically more drawn to. So I'm very surprised that I wasn't drawn to it earlier. I mean, Deja Vu was pretty distracting, so I get it. Yeah. it. I, I don't know. Deja Vu was like, they're like, we're not done yet. I was like, okay, sorry. <laughs> 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 My bad. Um, and then we have uh, Zero Fever Epilogue, which was released December 10th, 2021, with the title tracks The Real and Turbulence. And then we had a special music video with The Letter. The real music video to me is like a masterpiece. It is. (laughs) I don't even know. The song is really good, but legitimately that was one of the best music videos I've ever seen. Literally. The concept. The budget. The looks. Yeah. the, the, The editing, the filming. I mean, everything about it just was stunning. It's. Sungwa with his pink hair. I still that first it. shot, <laughs> that first shot of him where he opens the door, comes in the room, and just goes like a hard zoom on him. I was like, "Shit!" <laughs> <laughs> you think you think that was hard? How about the one where um, the part where uh, uh, Mingy catches the ball, and then it zooms in on Wu Young, and he looks up, and he yeah. goes, and then he sings the he says like the dancing is now, yeah, or whatever. I was like, "Damn." Yeah, no, for real. It had a lot of moments like that in this song, and whew. I'm still not over uh, Siangwa and Hong Joon being in, like, the traditional Korean mm. outfits. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Doing, like, dancing with the fans and stuff. I was like... I literally put that. I was like, Hong Joon eats this concept. Like, God. The best, so though, out of all of them. Is Yosung when he comes walking in? Yes, in, in the suit, and he's just like, <laughs> "I'm the master now." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I was like, "Damn straight, you are." He walked in real well. No, it's just all around a stunning music video. Should we then go to the letter? Sure. Uh, the letter. Oh, I lost my notes. <laughs> Uh, I put such a sweet song. I like when Christmas songs don't sound too Christmassy. I say that with every Christmas song we cover. 
<laughs> yes. But it's just because, like, if a song sounds too Christmassy, I'm like, I can't listen to this. It's not, it's not Christmas time. <laughs> well, I mean, the song is not Christmas. They just, like, did a Christmas version. No, I know. I know. Um, Mingi and Honjun uh, doing their rap was really funny because, like, you could tell they were like, all right, we got to be serious. And, like, Mingi's, like, rapping to Honjun and... <laughs> You know what I mean? You know when like two people are looking at each other and they're definitely trying to be serious but not laugh and you could just tell they want to bust any moment? That's what it felt like to me. <laughs> I love the letter. It's a good song too. It was. Oh my um, I put Jungle is so charming in videos like this. Like he just stands out in these like softer, charismatic, like lighter ones. And then um, Wooyoung is just goofy. All I have to say is get that Machne business out of my face, even though he is one of my biases. Get out of my face. <laughs> He's so cute. He is. I, I tripped up because my phone edited his name to wooing. So I was like, huh? <laughs> He's also that. He's also that. Yeah. He spends a lot of time wooing everyone. Bless you, cat. Correct. <laughs> Your cat also agrees. <laughs> he sneezed. <laughs> and then Turbulence. Which I think Katie's got a couple of things to say. <laughs> so we watched we watched two Turbulence videos, right? So mm-hmm. we watched like the music video and then I put my ultimate favorite one, which was a live just them standing at microphone singing this song. So I live good. I live for this song. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know why. It's so good. It's very good. It's, it's so emotional. Packs it, a huge punch. It is, and like the reasoning behind it being like that will make sense in a few minutes. Um, mm. But, like, I don't even know. I connected so hard to this song. It was also the song that they wrapped up their, their concerts with was this song. And it was everything. Like, specifically, the Jung-ho-san uh, shared high note that they do together is everything. Dude, seriously. I love for, this song. For me, the part that like gets gets me is in the music video when Wuyong like starts running down the runway mm-hmm. and then just starts like flying and he's still but he's still like running really hard in the air. Chills. Chills every time. And I'm like, oh, I'm crying. Great. Um, <laughs> but it's a beautiful video. It's got that like real like heavy mist filter on it and it's looking like soft and oh it's good it looks really good it's really funny because like all of these videos right fit within like a storyline like for a story that they're trying to tell right but mm-hmm. if you just like take them individually it's just like some of them are like dang this is so good and like they're like this is so emotional and it means so much but then like also like the visuals mean something completely different and like how it fits within the storyline it's crazy very much so I'm excited to hear all the, yeah, the storylines. I'm like the building it up. Version. So, huh? <laughs> so I'm building it up, and maybe nobody's gonna like agree with this. <laughs> and theory. Everyone's like sick. All right, turns off pocket. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, no, please listen. I love uh, this kind of stuff. The live version was everything. It really was. I've listened to that. Ver- I've listened to that. Watch a video like too many times. <laughs> It's almost better than the the studio version. Like mm-hmm. it's just like vocally so raw but like still very sharp. 
I love it. I love, I love Woo, uh, Woo Young and Tsyung Wa's part. I love the high note shared between San and Jungo. I love Yuno's part. Yosang gets some great pieces in that song, and then like the rap between Hongjun and Mingi is just so phenomenal. Like I like their back and forth because they're so they're such two different rappers like in their style so they really bounce off each other very well because Mingi's like so deep and rough you know and yeah yeah I love when Hong Joon sings yeah too when he has vocal parts it's so beautiful oh my god okay all right I turn the podcast to you (laughs) they did release one more song which it didn't include which is called don't stop which was a universe music single. So universe as in like the chat app. Yes. That they have, which was released January 31st of 2022. So there is a possibility of a new album in July. Um, we talked about this a little bit a few weeks ago. AT's poster showed up in both Korea and Spain with a QR code, which linked to an unlisted video teasing a future release in 20 in July. Um, so perhaps this is either the conclusion of this story or simply the next chapter, but we have... No idea. So with that, we're going to get into the ET's Holities storyline update. So like I said, I got this from Loud Choice on Reddit, um, on the ET's subreddit. So this is just going to cover basically the Fever series. Gotcha. Okay. So. We're going to start with the origin of the Holities, because that's what we get as part mm. of this series. So mm-hmm. the music video Thanks uh, represents the origin of Holities. Um, the Holities are living in a dystopian universe with a dictator-style government, and their emotions are banned. And then the, pop- the uh, population is controlled by this yellow smoke that makes them sort of live in an illusion. Okay, which we kind right. of see parts of that in Thanks. Mm-hmm. So this whole dystopian world is taking place after the fourth industrial revolution when the government has extended human life to 200 years. And then to go with that, they've also enacted a 40 year, 40 years of compulsory education, which just sounds awful. 40 that years of really school. really does. Well, then again, if your life is 200 years long. That doesn't seem like a lot. That's probably the equivalent of what we have now yeah so this education is focused on keeping people in line by restricting human emotions that's what it's doing so their whole idea behind this government is that they want to be able to control everything and the one thing that they can't control is human emotion Mm. so they basically like outlawed it gotcha and then so the holities are seeking power to throw overthrow the government and rebel. There are several reoccurring themes confirming that the Holities from Wonderland are the members of this, like, rebelling group. Yeah. So there's, like, the shots of the flag, the flag bearers, and then, like, even sections of the choreo through the Thanks music video represent that. Um, and then in their Rhythm Ta stage for Kingdom, which we didn't watch, um, they rebel against the government openly and violently... Uh, killing those who oppose them with little remorse. I actually remember this from seeing that. Mm-hmm. Um, these holities are openly aggressive and with little regard for life outside of their goal. So 
it's interesting because like how things have transitioned or were what we thought the holities were, like who they were is completely different yeah. than what I originally thought. So they are mostly successful with their rebellion, with Hong Jun taking a leadership she, leadership position and delivering like a speech, which is all part of this like rhythm top performance. It was like referencing a movie too. Wasn't his speech referencing something? I think so. Um, so during his speech, he says, people open your eyes for our lives. Keep your mind. Now is the time for freedom. If we try, listen, look, write, open your eyes. And then um, there's like these headlines that were like shown on these um, pieces of paper um, that mentioned art, dance and music are considered disobedient to the government. All these holities value all the things that like holities values, which explains their desire for the rebel for the revolution to begin with. Um. Nice. At the end, Hong Jun dones the iconic Holities hat and breaks uh, open a glass case claiming the Cromer, which is the hourglass, yeah, for himself and setting into motion the beginning of the AT's story. So basically, like, the ho- the Thanks music video and then into the Rhythm Ta performance basically is, like, how the whole thing started. Like a prequel? It's like a prequel, pretty much. Nice. I like it. So a lot of this goes into the diary films, mm-hmm. which like you can watch, um, but also like read about and stuff in the actual like CDs, CD version. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> uh, so we begin, begin with the diary film, Inception music video, part one, uh, the diary album, and then the part one AR photo cards, which set up the members and their lives before holidays. So this is like before they got into this whole thing. So we start with Siangwa. So Siangwa has dedicated his life either willingly willingly or unwillingly to a level of perfection that is almost inhuman. He is surrounded by lists for every aspect of his life, rigid and controlled. He tries to follow the path, but he meets a dead end. And that's when he sees a girl dancing and realizes while his life has structure, he has no freedom. Um. Mm. Which is what he really needed. So in the diary album, he says uh, she was moving as if nothing ma- nothing mattered anymore. Common sense rules and this, though uh, this the world didn't have power over her moves. As though the world didn't have power over her moves. Um, right this moment, my world broke around this snowy road. And this, it kind of gives him like a sense of freedom that he's been searching for, which is what leads him to seek music and then end up with ATs. Gotcha. And then we go to Yuno. So Yuno has a very close relationship with his brother who has been pursuing music. And then some sort of accident happens that leads to his brother's death. Okay. okay. Um, and then in the diary album, there's a part that says when the time when the time comes, you must wake up from the long hibernation. I want to show you all of it. I'll be back tomorrow. Good night. And I think that's supposed to be like a message from his brother. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, seems uh, to feel a sense of responsibility, claiming it was all because of me. He feels responsible for making his brother's his feels responsible for making his brother's dream come true, which leads him to pick up music and eventually end up with ATs. And then he gets a message at 5.07 and is briefly haunted by a vision of a car hitting him, presumably how his brother died. So everyone's just assuming oh. that his brother died in a car accident. 
Okay. And then we move on to Wu Yang. He joins AT's fourth with Hongjun, Yuno, and Xianghua being the only other ones in his memory. So, like, we see memories, each of their mm-hmm. memories. And for Wu Yang, only those three other people are there. Mm. Um, his character in this suffers from stage fright. And with the help of AT's, he's able to overcome it. And in his diary, it says, The first time I met Hongjun, Xianghua, and Yuno were at the street performance. When I danced and when I wasn't self-conscious, my legs are tense. The first step, the step that I was never able to do, the chain that was tying my body was magically released. Nice. Uh, Later in the story, when he returns to ATs um, after the fight, which is part of Mingi's story, Mm -hmm. um, it's closed off to him, indicating that the group has separated. So he shows back up at the warehouse and it's like chained closed. Oh, okay. Okay. Next, we have Yosang. So Yosang is expected to be perfect attending an elite school that makes him feel like a bird in a cage. Eventually, he gives up on perfection, dropping his violin and freeing himself from the cage to, in order to join ATs and follow his dream of being himself. He met ATs by stumbling upon their hideout. He had a hobby of disassembling things and reassembling them, finding it gave him a sense of control from his parents' strictness. And in the diary, it said, my parents had everything planned for me, doing the same routine at the exact time. The one time I could go out of the cycle was when I disassembled and reassembled things. Thanks to this weird habit, I met the guys. The day in that shabby warehouse, a a group of guys I'd normally run away from asked me if I knew how to work a drone. His entry con- uh, connects to the song Dire- Dear Diary, uh, 2016 so mm-hmm. July 27, tw- July 29, 2016, the track um, on the album, making it clear that Yosang is the primary owner of the diary itself. Oh, okay. So he's the one who's been putting out the majority of the entries into the diary. Okay. He found his identity with ATs, but he still blames himself for the disbandment, stating, however, now I feel I must leave the group. If I back out, everything will be normal. The scattered members and the stolen hideout. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. So even before others, he sees... Um, aware of issues going on and reflects Yosang's status in the treasure film as the awake one. So he plays a bigger role later. Okay. So next we have San. So San has moved around a lot, leading him to feel isolated and helpless in his life. He doesn't uh, want to keep moving, but he feels helpless, symbolized by the endless stairs he was on. Like he was like running on a set of like endless stairs that never right. stopped. So he finally makes a decision to not go away, um, leaving the stairs to return to his friends. And in the diary, it says, can I just leave like that now that I have a place of my own? What should I say to Wu Yang? Thanks to him. Thanks to my friends. I was able to perfect my dance moves. He also mentions his mysterious friend, Bobo. So he says something like, Bobo, what should I do? What you want me to do it my way. So, hmm. don't know what's going on there. So, next we have Jungo. So, Jungo has been interested in basketball as his passion until an injury forced him to stop playing. 
So he looked to music as his source of passion, falling in with ATs. However, there is a conflict where he fights with Mingi, and he worries now his first and second dream will fall away from him. He found, uh, we find out he fought Mingi because Mingi uh, was ready to give up on music and their group, which upset him. I feel like Mingi could take him, though. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> um, in the diary, he says that lifeless look before you know grabbed my hand uh, looked so much like me. My hand is uh, throbbing from the pain. Mingi clearly saw the fist coming his way, but he didn't try to avoid it. His lifeless eyes are still haunting me. When Mingi said he wanted to quit, that our dream was a luxury and that the time we spent together meant nothing to him. I couldn't stand but to punch him. Funny enough, it was heart- It was a heartbreaking moment for me, but also that I had started dreaming again. At that time, I didn't know how to reach out to a lost Mingi. Where are we? Where should we go? And then second to last, there's a lot of stuff going on, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Mingi. Oh, you're good. We have a- oh, so much more to go. <laughs> um, Mingi seems to be a solitary person. He is a literal dark place, and music is his escape from the world he was in. He's a hooligan. Okay. <laughs> and he fights people. Overall, like, he's basically overall unsatisfied with his life. Mm-hmm. And then he meets ATs. They manage to draw him out of himself and into a world worth living in. And then his diary says, but Wu Young was different. Not not that I remember, Wu Young would always come next to me during even breaks. Whether I answered or answer or not, he would go on uh, on with his stories and the music team he works with outside of school. He always tops it with a signature smile of his, which naturally made me laugh. Out of shyness, I started calling him Wu Wong. <laughs> um, that laugh of his. He was the first friend I opened up to. It was around the time too when i followed him to the hideout for the first time the place where i could dream they were friends who took me in as i took me as i am they accepted me for who i am regardless of where i live who my parents were but now i'm getting scared can i really have a dream will it not be taken away from me um and then he also received a text at 507 same as you know and the contents of it forced him to retreat into himself again deciding to quit music and the group um this is what causes the fight with Youngo, and then mingi allows uh to hurt allows him to like hit him and then he puts in his headphones and once again retreats from the real world hmm mingi And then last but not least, we have Hongjun. Hongjun is still the leader, still central. He wants to pursue music, but knows he can only do it with his members. And he only wants to do, only wants to do it with them. Um, He returns to the abandoned hideout where he mourns the loss of his friends and his family, which had, which has abandoned him. And his diary says, once I become a bright star that can be seen from everywhere, like those people on TV, will my family notice me? Even if I were, by coincidence, I wish I could meet them at least once. Damn, it's really sad. I know. He desperately wants to reunite ATs, but is unsure how to when he is approached by Hala Hung Jun. Hmm. The the black fedora version of himself 
who offers him the cromer, which is the hourglass. Mm-hmm. And he says the man in the fedora, in the fedora, somehow, he's somehow familiar, but tired eyes. Uh, and then in the outro, it says you lost your dream, not because of the tough reality, but because you guys decided to. Get rid of the idea that the world you see is everything. There are many dimensions and many realities in this world. The world I am in, the world you are in, are all real. I want to tell you everything, but I don't have much time now. And then Hongjun of this world, the current world, he uses the hourglass and it brings all of ATs back together, either willingly or unwillingly. Because he turns it, right? And then everyone is just there. Right. So also in the outro, it says, I fell asleep in the hideout where no one was looking for me. Wasn't uh, wasn't it a dream? While looking at the chromer, I inadvertently turned it around. The sand in the hourglass started to flow from bottom to top. The iron door then opened and I could feel I could hear the footsteps coming closer one by one. The guys then gathered around me with the same puzzled face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So once Hong Jun used the Cromer, the members returned to him, giving him the dream and the ability to protect the members. Wow. So the Cromer, the treasure that has made us dream again, the one who appeared in our dreams, and because of the Cromer lying in front of our eyes when I woke up from my dream, I was able to protect the members. Though it was difficult and lonely at times, I was able to endure these days thanks to our members. Therefore, everything became all of mine, and when the members began scattering away, I had a heartache so painful I wanted to die. Though I might not know what lies ahead of me, the most important part of my life um, than this new world is our members, who I cherish like family and continue to protect in our dream. Oh, <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I know. Hunter is too much. He's also, like, overly possessive of Eitany, and I'm here for it. Yes. <laughs> um, so, Seungwa says no one in his life would believe that they came to this place, and he is excited for the new and strange adventure, because they're all really confused, right? Right. Like, they were all somewhere else completely different, and now yeah. they're at this place, and they're like, how the hell did we get here? <laughs> exactly. Um, so, he says, those who knew me um, would have never thought that I will be in this place. In fact, they can't even imagine this, the existence of this place. Um, we are here with fear and also excitement. Each day was full of mystery. What will happen today? My knowledge about common sense, different logic and numbers faded away just the day I, uh, I first saw her. And I think he's talking about the, the girl who's dancing, the dancing girl. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, mentions kind of like the same thing, but he also misses his brother. Um, he's been separated from him and says that this is the new world, solidifying the idea that they are now in a new dimension. However, he misses his brother and he doesn't like being separated and wants to visit his grave again. So when he turned the Cromer, not only did all of ATs end up in the same place, they're now in a completely different dimension also Whoa. so they're in the warehouse but like in the warehouse in the hala 80s dimension right. um Ooh, so that could bring up a lot of possibilities yeah 
So for Yuno, it says, this place is quite familiar, and no doubt I can assure you that this place is not the same place you and I dreamt of. You cannot really hear the music here. In fact, I don't see anyone here who feels happy about listening to music. So we want to sing to people here, and of course, the great choreography, Brother, I Miss You. Hmm. Um, so like this is also- the same universe as uh, the one where music and all that's banned? or Yes. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So Yosang is also happy. He's away from the threat of his happiness. Like the, he's away from the threat to his happiness, which his father poses on him and his members. Mm-hmm. He knows they might never be able to return, but he doesn't care. Right. <laughs> he's like, I'm fine. I wouldn't either. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, I've been, so like, there's like this summary thing. And then like, what is actually from? The other part that I've been reading is, like, from the actual, like, diary book, I think. Right. I'm not sure if I, like, should keep reading those or just skip it because it's just making this real long. It's up to you. Eh. I'm almost done with it anyway. So, Yosang says, Father, I'm walking on a path that I might never be able to return from again. I used to only walk on a clear and pretty path where there's not even a single uh, peck of pebbles to be seen. But now as I walk an uneven path, my feet keep throbbing. Though my feet are killing me, my heart is in a state of tranquility. I feel like I'm free from the world. I am able to express this new freedom that I have never experienced before. Though I love you and and mother, I wasn't happy at all in the world that you and mother were in. With my friends, I am now going to a place that I choose. I'm so happy for him. Yeah. So San is worried about his friend Bobo, determined to get back to the other world and his friend. Though Yosang seems to know, like, he feels like it's unlikely that they've mm-hmm. now, like, this is, we live here now. Right. <laughs> sort of the, his thought process. He's manifesting it. We're, we're, we're living here now. <laughs> yeah, he was like, this is where we're from. Um, so San says, I laughed all the time because I never really got too close. Actually, I had to say farewell before I even got close. Then I met again. Uh, this is what I, this is what the word friend meant to me. Therefore, the only friend I can open up to was my friend Bobo, who was always there beside me. I've never been away so long from Bobo. I'm I'm worried if Bobo is eating well or not. Hopefully, Bobo is worried about me as well. Hey, Bobo, I am a, I am on a strange adventure, strange journey with my first real friends. I'm not too sure how I'm here or where I am, but don't worry too much. I will be back. I promise. I wonder if his friend is real. I wonder if Bobo's a dog or Or like, you know, or an imaginary friend, I guess. Yeah. Because he says my first real friends. Mm -hmm. And he says that Bobo's been with him all this time. Which seems a little weird if it's... Oh, true, true, true. Yeah. So a dog would be possible. A dog would be possible. Imaginary friend also. Imaginary friend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Mingi is finally in a world he likes where he's actually happy. And he joins Hongjun and Yosang in never wanting this adventure to end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want this moment to last forever. The moment I had my friends and being able... 
to feel joy and happiness. I almost ruined it all. If I had not been here, I wouldn't be able to get it back. No matter where the place is, it doesn't matter what happens from now on. He just wants to be happy. Um, and then finally, Wu Young has gotten his life together, was ready to sign with a company and debut, but he followed the members, not finding a reason to debut without them, which mm. is actually true. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wu Sung left the company that he was going to be in because he was supposed to debut with another group oh, okay. and left to be with Yosang at KQ Entertainment. Wow. Maybe they incorporated a lot of like their own personal mm-hmm. beginnings into this and Ooh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, that's how he ended up where he was because he was supposed to debut with another group. I wonder what um, group. I think he was a big hit trainee. Oh, I think I heard that, yeah. I think he was supposed to debut with TXT. Oh shoot. That would have been very different. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So he says, today was the day I was supposed to sign the contract. I was actually a good opportunity that people would envy. It was a chance to debut in a big company and a success story in front of my eyes. But what's the point of doing this when I can't go back? What if I can go back? Let's not think about it. Friends will mock me. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have Jungo, who is mournful. He regrets the fight, and but Mingi seems too happy to even be bothered by it. So for him, we, he says, an empty, an empty court, basketball teammates, everything during my teens. I saw myself when I gave up all of this, though the loneliness, uh, uh, gave up all of this through the loneliness look uh, in Mingi's eyes. At that time, my eye, my eyes would have seen, would have been the same. I wanted to talk to him. Don't give up. And I'm sorry. I came here all of a sudden without even being able to talk to him. My heart aches more when Mingi showed his kindness towards me as if nothing happened. Mm. So. As a summary. <laughs> right. <laughs> of a part one storyline. ATs was a collection of eight misfit boys who... Uh, bonded by circumstance and their love for music, they all carried their personal demons, regrets, and values, and they meshed together always. Wu Young serves as a central pole for them, seemingly incredibly determined to bring the members together for whatever reason. Something happens, leading to Mingi wanting to leave the group, and the group has some internal conflict. Eventually, they begin to drift, leaving Hong Jun unsure of what to do with his life. And then he is suddenly approached by Hala Hongjun and is given the Cromer a way to navigate dimensions. The Hala version of him shares Hongjun's determination to get the group back together. And when he gives him the Cromer, Hongjun uses it to reunite ATs and transport them to a new world, uh, which the members have varying reactions to. And then now we're into like the next part of the actual story. So mm-hmm. The key figures are the men in white, right? Who are recurring. Yes. So though we only see one at a time, there's this is sort of a dictator police. Um, and there's like many of them. So we only mm-hmm. see like kind of like one at a time, but as the story progresses, like all of these are different ones every single time. Okay. Uh 
So the next part is from the diary part two. So the story pretty much picks up as it ended and the members are supposedly in the warehouse, but in the reality, they're in the same warehouse, but in a different world, right? So as soon as the Cromer stopped, the men in white, like, break into the hideout, threatening them. And so Hung Jun could tell that they were uh, looking for the Cromer, and he knew it was too important to lose. So through fast, like, he thought really fast and picked up a shard of glass from the floor, uh, beginning to taunt the men in white. He says he'll give them the Cromer and takes the glass, throwing it out the window when the men chase it in order uh chase the piece he ordered like everyone to run so basically like he tricked them so the members run and san notices that the word the world they are in is similar to the world they left but different in seemingly arbitrary ways places are slightly altered slightly strange they eventually get far enough to relax and hung jun reveals that he had thrown a piece of glass and not the cromer and the members are obviously very happy about that mm-hmm. <laughs> so they end up traveling for a while, trying to get away when they are attacked by the men in white. Wu Young ends up getting caught by one of the men grabbing him by the ankle and beginning to dra- roughly drag him away. The members jump in and save him, but during that struggle, they lose the Cromer itself. Oh. Okay. They are struggling. While they're, like, doing all of the struggling, they come across, like, a girl f- from a cave, like, basically saves them. Mm. This is like a whole part of the story that like I had no idea was going on. No. Um, So this girl kind of like offers the cave for them to escape into. So she takes them home, letting them rest and treating Wu Young's injury. The girl and her brother are the Grimes siblings. As in, I think it's supposed to be, it's either Grimes or Grimm's. Oh, Grimm's. Like Grimm's fairy tales. Right siblings explaining that the men in white took her voice so she couldn't speak that's what the brother told them mm-hmm. the brother explains that the government that the government in an attempt to secure humanity's future began to attempt to regulate and stop human emotions which they were humanity's weakest trait however suddenly the men in black who are the holities began an uprising using the stolen chroma to transport to escape the government's persecution. They began bringing back music and dance and an uprising in their honor was born called the black pirates. In an effort to stop them, the government introduced the men in white, which are highly capable and intelligent AI police. So they're like robots, basically. Mm hmm. So Yoseng ends up writing an entry in the diary about how he's in a new place, but feels f- in like a different place, but somehow it feels familiar, something he already knew, but he doesn't know how. It's revealed that his father was the one that drove them out of the hideout in the original world, and Yoseng resented him for that and decides to stay in the new world. So Yoseng's dad is the reason they like broke up, basically. Gotcha. What a crabby dad. No wonder he wanted to escape the, the world with him. In it. He's like, I'm fine. I like it here. Yeah. So Ichi's decided that they needed to go to the Android Guardian's base to recover the Cromer because obviously, like, they lost it, so they need it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only person who knows where it is is a person called Left Eye who lives in a place called the Stricklands. The Stricklands is kind of a trash pile. Okay. which is a place that's poisoning the minds of those who live there. 
Wu Young is able to get the information out of Left Eye, who Mingi thinks is too insane to be able to speak, and Mingi notes Wu Young has always had the drive to pry into things. That's suspicious. <laughs> um, so they also find out that Left Eye had a daughter who was killed by a car and left to die on the side of the road, which is very um, depressing. Yes. And that whole thing basically drove him insane and he's being constantly poisoned by the fumes of strickland um he lost his mind chasing the illusion of his daughter that the poison produced remember how i said that, like the yellow smoke yes it's that gotcha so they find the info that they need to both recover the cromer and the girl's voice so they end up splitting into two groups okay mm-hmm. So the members try to lure him to a place where the gas can't affect him. So they're, like, trying to get left eye, like, away from the gas. And then he obviously freaks out because the illusion of his daughter being around is now gone. Um, So they manage to use his anger to drag him further away from the smoke. And he grows angry when his daughter's illusion disappears. And he starts searching for her when Yuno shouts at him that she's dead and he needs to accept that reality. Dang. (laughs) aggressive I mean, true much. but harsh <laughs> but also who's he really yelling at oh you're right because his brother yep yep so left eye grows furious and swings his bat at you know trying to kill him <laughs> meanwhile <Okay. laughs> the A voice harsh ret- response yes <laughs> meanwhile the voice retrieval team gets to the pile of trash that looks like a cave <laughs> all right um, Young-O was tasked with, with, like, being the person that entered into the cave to, like, retrieve the girl's voice. Um, and they, like, tied him to, like, a strap to the other members so that they could, like, pull him out if they needed to. Mm-hmm. And he had on a gas mask, but despite that, the gas caused him to start hallucinating, hallucinating, putting him back in the time when he played basketball, forgetting about the world and the poisonous gas around him. And that's when Yosang notices that the strap goes slack and he dones a mask in order to search for him and like bring him back. And uh, Yungo is hallucinating the game that ended his career, but because of the hallucination, he's literally running towards a cliff. Oh, God. Okay. And Yosang ends up like screaming his name to like wake him up out of, you know, you're going to die. <laughs> you're, yeah. <laughs> you were going to run off a cliff. <laughs> so this brings us to the fireworks music mm-hmm. video okay. okay so fireworks essentially tells the story in the diary version picking up from where from ats's quest to find left eye and the stricklands clouded by yellow smoke so it looks like they're like in a trash like they're in a dump right much. okay um they have an idea of where they need to go now the majority happens underground away from the effects of the yellow smoke there's not much to cover that like uh but like they're saying that there's like not much else to talk about because like I literally talked about it all. Okay. But they gave Xianghua a gun, Xianghua a gun, which is cool. Yes. <laughs> um. And then the video ends with the guardian that was tracking them, finding remnants of them, but they had already moved on, right? So like the video ends with like the guardian guy like walking over towards like where the tree was lit on fire. Right. So now we're into part three. I told you this was long. So Young um relives his trauma of his injury, and at the very last minute, Yo Sang screaming woke him up from his hallucination, finding them perched on the edge of a cliff. 
Young-o had found the voice, releasing it back to the little girl, but lost himself in the hallucination. Um, but he ends up holding on to Yul-sang's hand, and then they end up leaving from there, so they got saved. So then we go back to the left eye team, you know, like the dude's trying to kill, you know? Yes. So he swings the bat, misses, um, slamming it into a window and shattering it, um, and continues on in his rampage. And, you know, walked calmly towards him, seeing himself reflected in Left Eye's grief. He tells Left Eye if it, it isn't his fault and never was. And he ends up dropping to the ground and crying. You know, comforts him, knowing that grief, knowing the grief he was feeling all too well. Because obviously, like, you know, said that he blames himself for his brother's death and never reaching yeah. his dream, blah, blah, blah. So with left eye saved from the hallucination, they begin the journey that the uh, Grimes brother revealed that the black pirated, the black pirates, they'd been captured. (laughs) They were captured and needed to be rescued. And the bit of hope was returning to the group, spurring by the new light that was ATs, and they sailed towards the android guardian's bunker, which is on an island. (laughs) Ooh. So they land on an island, finding the bunker and entering, finding it was built in an old art gallery. Some guardians are strewn on the floor, and at the end of the hall was a glass prison and a man in a black fedora with smoke filling the halls. Uh, Hung Jun recognized him as the man who gave him the cromer, threw himself against the glass to try to save him. The man took off his hat, revealing to him, revealing himself to at to be like the hollow version of himself mm-hmm. and hung jun was like huh that's me <laughs> and then the hollow version explained that they had been uh some they had summoned them to do their work since they were captured hung jun is obviously confused and questions why it's him and the hollow version explains that they have no time to explain and for them to all put their hands on the glass ATs do so, and then there's sort of this like energy buildup until ATs are suddenly dressed in the uniforms of the Black Pirates. Mm. Uh, ATs are stunned, and the Hala version tells them that they need to to run before the Guardians wake up. San examines the surface of the source of the smoke, finding it was people's valuable memories being burned. So basically, what the yeah, he discovers that the yellow smoke is a result of the memories being collected and then burned for energy. Oh. That's what it's doing. So it's creating these, like, illusions so that they can steal your memories and then burn them for energy. Interesting. This fills him with a deep-seated rage, apparently. Yeah. yeah. And before he can do anything, Siangwa shouts that Yoseng is missing. So now Yoseng is gone. Okay. So... They begin searching frantically and find Yoseng running towards them in the main hall with him having left to find the Cromer. So while everyone was like off doing whatever, he's like, we need this thing. So he goes to go find it by himself. Gotcha. Which he does find, but also finds guards at the same time. Ew. <laughs> so he throws Hongjun the Cromer and they're thankfully thankful for a moment before the guardians just like appear behind Yoseng. The guardians mm-hmm. grab him by the neck, pulling him away from ATs and threatening them, saying if ATs doesn't hand over the Cromer, they're going to kill him. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's getting real serious. 
Uh, Hung Jun tries to approach, but the garden, guardian types, tightens his grip around Yo Sang's neck, holding him back. Yo Sang shouts for them to not hand it over, telling them to leave, that he would sacrifice himself for the, you know, the mm-hmm. good of the group or whatever. Right. Obviously, Hung Jun's like, nah, Absolutely bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what he does is he throws the Cromer over to the Guardians, which causes them to release Yo Sang first and let him go halfway between the groups. They allow, like, he said he'll throw it to them if they let him go, right? Right. So they let him go, but Yo Sang knows that when they do, they will all be kidnapped. Pretty mm-hmm. much. So as Hung Jun throws the Cromer, you're saying dodges in, intercepts it. Heck yeah. Turns it and then smashes it on the ground. Ooh, what, does that mean that they all disappear back to the other? Everybody dimension? but one person. Oh. So the guardians grab Yo Sang, dragging him away. Hung Jun reaches for him, but it's too late. And Yo Sang loses consciousness. There's a part in one of the music videos, right, where you see, like, the broken Cromer on the ground and Yosang mm-hmm. laying on the ground and then two hands reaching towards each other who don't fully meet. Ooh. Okay. So then when the members wake up, they're once again in the warehouse. San disbelieving Lee counts the members finding Yosang missing and he keeps counting them over and over and over again. He's like, there can't just be seven of us, like... Where eight makes one team. That's right. <laughs> Unless it was Wu Young getting kidnapped, then they're automatically like, seven makes one team, no big deal. <laughs> I'm kidding, kidding. But also that was really funny to like watch that whole part in something different that happened. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, Hong Jun opens his hand, revealing bloody shards of glass from the Cromer, and then he just sort of like drops them. And then suddenly the door to the warehouse is being knocked on. Hung Jun opens it and they find one of the drones that Yo Sang had taken apart and put back together at his feet. So they know he's like alive somewhere. Yeah. It was like a message or whatever. Um, so this brings us to how all of that connects to Deja Vu and Eternal Sunshine. So for Deja Vu, this tells the story of the Part 3 Diary album, right, in the music video. So it shows ATs on their journey to the island, breaking into the bunker. And then one thing to note is that the choreography were uh, where Wu Young, who is the only member with a white top, okay, okay, grabs San, pulling him close, and then tosses him away. Mm. Do you remember that part? It's yes, in the I do. rain. Yes, I do. Yeah, I'm sure you burned the rain part into your memory. So. I <laughs> it's good. <laughs> so throughout this whole thing, there's been talk about somebody being a traitor. Right. Like, how did they always know where they were? Like mm-hmm. something. Wu Young has pretty much been established as like to be a traitor, possibly from a separate world, from all the all of the ATs as a whole. So like He's not actually the real one. That he's right. like a different one, right? Because there was like an answer, I think, where there was like Wu Young was like chained up. Mm-hmm. That they're thinking like that's the real one, and he was replaced by like a different version, right? So there's right, like right. he's like the Vanessa Hudgens of the universe, where there's like three of him. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> we just get a new Wu Young every. <laughs> Era. Every, every era. 
So at the end of the music video, Yosang right breaks the chromer after turning it, and then is separated from Hung Jun, which we see the just like cl- really quick clips of that part. Right. And then I told you to hold on to the, your love for Eternal Sunshine about how happy it is. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> so the Eternal Sunshine video is essentially the effect of the yellow smoke. So the smoke okay. is intended to eat away memories and replace them with false happiness, a perfect world, but it's fake. Like the movie. Yes. Yep. Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Exactly. Yes. Gotcha. So Wu Young, who was attacking San, right, in a reality under the effect of the smoke, is hallucinating a perfect world where all of ATs is, are together, including him holding San's hand as they float away. Right? Like, yeah. they reached out and they link hands yep. and they just float away and it's beautiful. Um, and you see San reaches out to Wu Young, symbolizing San uh, trying to pull Wu Young from his illusion. Mm. Like, He's trying to, like, I feel like Eternal Sunshine is Wu Young's, like, illusion of a perfect, of perfection, of perfect happiness. Gotcha. So. And now we're into the epilogue. Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> Need some water. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Understandably. Oh, I have more water. <laughs> I have a cup over here. There you go. Okay. So we have the epilogue. Ooh, that water tastes weird. I'm still going to drink, <laughs> though. <laughs> Hydration. So an article about an attempted theft of a Mayan relic is posted. Okay. Somewhere in something that I've never consumed, apparently. Because I was like, what is this about? <laughs> so the thieves are members of a new cult called the Science Savior which is formed by Henry Joe. So this religion is built on the idea that everyone being made of energy and that the thieves have attempted to steal an artifact to save humanity. So meanwhile, a week has pretty much passed since ATs returned to the real world. They had determined that, that they were in the past, actually. So they didn't mm. get returned to the point in time in which they left. They got returned much early, earlier, shortly before Yuno's brother is killed. Oh. So obviously, you know, is like super thrilled. <laughs> yes. Let's go save my brother. <laughs> I'm sure. San, on the other hand, feels, oh, there's cat hair in my water growth. That's why it tastes like <laughs> <laughs> um, So San is angry, knowing mm. that Yo Song is out there and they can't save him without the chromers. So they got to do something, right? Right. Of course. So suddenly, Siangwa finds the news article pointing out that the artifact the cult had tried to steal was actually the Cromer. Mm. So Hung Jun reasons that the Cromer he got was from another dimension, which means that there's one still intact in the current one. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So Hung Jun, obviously, he like... We're going to steal it. He's Nicolas Cage in National Treasure. We're going to steal the Declaration, of, the Independ- Declaration of Independence. Yeah, yeah <laughs> obviously. But the others are like, mm, that's illegal and dangerous. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and? Um, <laughs> Hong Jun's like, uh, sorry, did you not want to rescue our friend? Exactly. Um, Siangwa obviously is like, nah. He's like, Deciding they wouldn't, he's like, no, we're not going to stay here and live in the past. He goes, we need to go 
with Hong Joon and steal the Cromer because one of our like we need to risk everything to save Yosung. Yeah. He saved us. Exactly. You know, on the other hands, he's like, nah, I can't go. He can't oh. leave his brother. I get it. Right. Yeah, I get it. To which obviously, like, Young O. So you know wants to stay. Young O's angry about it. And Mingi's like, chill, I understand. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, lost his brother once before. He can't go through that again. And he real he reveals that the day he wanted to quit, he learned his grandmother collapsed. So, like, that's I think that's what happened with Mingi. Mm. So Youngo feels guilty for fighting, but Mingi brushes him off, and the group decides to respect Yuno's choice to leave. So the day of the heist comes, and Yuno is with his brother, anxiously checking for updates. His brother teases him, and he learns that his brother has an issue with his leg, leading... Uh, that We learned that his brother has an issue with his leg, and he has he struggles to walk. So Yuno is basically like taking care of his brother. Um, so the same day that Henry Joe and his father followers attempted to heist a heist to like get the Cromer, um, now they're barricaded in the museum and they're holding ATs as hostages. <laughs> sure. And you know jumps up and he's like, My God, my friend. <laughs> Obviously he said something else. But he like shouts at his brother to stay inside and he's like, I'm going to the museum. He goes, I can't not help them. And he jumps on his motorcycle. Drives off into the sun. Mm-hmm. I must save my people. <laughs> so, ATs arrived at the museum, only to find the museum was flooded with Henry and his followers. Henry has the Cromer, and Wu Young knows he needs to get it, so he disguises himself in the group's red color and sneaks closer. Um, right before he can reach Henry, the police arrive, fire off a blank. Henry grabs Wu Young, holding a knife to his throat and saying he has a hostage. Dang. Mm. So the police fire another blank, but Henry refuses to release the hostages. The police then just start firing. Hong Jun is trying to figure out what to do when a group of bikers approach. What is happening? I was going to say. Um, suddenly, Henry and his gang, uh, surrounding Henry and his gang, Hong Jun spotted a YH on one, and he knew it was Yuno's gang, because Yuno's part of a motorcycle gang. You're welcome. Cool. Got it. <laughs> he shouts to, you, who, to Wu Young, who uses the distraction to knock away the knife and grab the Cromer. The bikers let ATs onto their bikes, and they escape with the artifact, leaving Henry and his followers with the police. Because, you know, someone's got to go to jail. It doesn't matter who stole the thing. Mm-hmm. As they are escaping, Mingyi begins celebrating. A car swerved out of nowhere and topples the bikes, sending them scattered onto the road. A car swerved to avoid them. The, the momentum is sending it tumbling off the road and cla- crashing into the pedestrians on the sidewalk. Dang. Yuno is dazed and sees his brother lying among the wreck <gasps> of the crash. He runs toward him. His brother has been heading to the museum after seeing Yuno on the news. His brother admits he read Yuno's diary and that he died at 5.07, which was the current time. He hadn't believed it, but clearly it was right. Dang, he really was the reason his brother died. That sucks. Oh. 
he tells Yuno to leave to move on and leave him behind and don't be haunted by his death. Yuno holds his brother until he dies crying into his chest. This is so sad. I know. The door to the car that had crashed into them opens, revealing a bloodied Henry Joe. Henry races to Wu Young, who has the Cromer with a knife. Yuno is forced to leave his brother's body and stops Henry, shouting at Wu Young to turn the Cromer right as Henry swings his knife at Yuno. Wu Young does. Meanwhile, <laughs> Yo Sang is trapped in a glass room, dazed and in pain. The android uh, guardians have him trapped, forced to watch the death of each resistance member they captured, including the two, oh my god, Grimes children, and left, but Left Eye was able to escape. Yo Sang, um, dazed in the glass prison, prison. In enough pain, he wished the Guardians would finally kill him when he heard a trumpet. The Guardians left the room and Yosang could hear fighting. Finally, the door slides open, light blinding him. He opens his eyes, seeing a man in black approach, calling his name. The man removed the mask and Yosang began crying in relief upon seeing Xiangla. The outro shows Left Eye in a bunker, listening to the radio, to a radio broadcast. He picks up the Morse code and begins cheering, telling the small group of followers they're back as the Morse code spells out, say the name ETs. Which connects into part of this connects into the turbulence music video. Hmm. Right. So turbulence kind of reflects the periods between action. So after they get back from losing Yosang before they, you know, museum heist steal the chromer and rescue him so the group has returned to the world um that no longer feels like home you know is racked with guilt over not returning to save yosang while the others are trying to figure out how and where they can go to make it right Wu young is once again the one with the most info that's suspicious very suspicious (laughs) he has a clear drive his plan was always to get the group together as a whole and he needs Yosang back for that. So he's the first one to take off, so to speak. Mm. So he needs them all to be together. But why? Exactly. That's suspicious. <laughs> but also, does the music video make a little bit more sense now about like why yeah. Yosang was in a room at a desk and never left that room on a de- at the desk? Yep. While the rest of the members sort of like moved in Re- different places. Right. And then... Uh, Woo Young was like running off to, yeah, mm-hmm. and he's like floating into the air and all kinds of stuff. Yes. Um. So the person put something else that was interesting. So like that's pretty much it. Like that's right. where they like have left off. Have left off. Um. So the last thing that this person put is from ET's Fever Road intro. So it's mm-hmm. from um, the show that they did. Got you. So it says when we get um, we get some snippets of info for each member. Um, for most of them, nothing is new, simply reinforcing their bond and the info we get from the diary film. But Wu Young, however, is different. So it's mm. important to mention. So he is shown in a black room with an evil smirk and half of his face is hidden in shadows. He states that... All this time, everything about me was a lie. And reveals his goal was always to bring ATs together. 
Now that he has them all together, I am going to look for the real me now and complete the world, the word called us. This and Wu Young's connection with the Cromer solidifies the traitor theory mm-hmm. that Wu Young knows more than the others and is actively guiding them to something, though we don't know what or why. We don't. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. What a story. Yeah, it's it's like a lot to take in. For sure. There's so much going on. Because, like, how far advanced do they plan it? Mm-hmm. You know, do they map out the story as a whole and then they just figure out how to work out elements into each thing? Yeah. Oof. It's a lot. Because, like, I don't think that the music video for the real ties into this universe specifically i don't know i actually don't know because actually maybe because there was like the whole part with like the motorcycles and you Mm -hmm. know with them and all kinds of stuff so i don't i don't know but the person doesn't seem to really mention anything about the real so i don't know if that was officially tied into this universe but turbulence definitely plays a role definitely so that was a lot that was but it was cool yeah it's i'm excited to see what happens with whatever's coming up next so based on that like snippet that we got from that video Mm -hmm. that it looks like it's leading towards either the next chapter or the conclusion the concluding chapter of this gotcha so whatever happens next with um like their whatever album they're releasing next right has to do with the storyline yes so we're at a we're at a a cross point right so they have a new chromer they're back in the holla 80s universe they just rescued yosang now what yeah right and also where are the holla tees like, mm-hmm. are they actually good? Are they... Because we all thought they were bad guys, right? Through most yeah. of Treasure. So it really, like, changes the story when you realize that they're actually, like... Like, <laughs> what's Kevin Bacon's character in Footloose? That they're, oh, like, yeah. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this is the pirate version of Footloose, guys. <laughs> I was literally thinking that you were like, yeah, this place like has or doesn't allow any dance or music. And I was like, oh, Footloose. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. They're just going to start breaking out into dance. and But yeah. Cool. It was a lot. Well, it was a lot. And Wu Young's character, too. Like, what's going to happen there? I don't know. So it's like it's a question of whether or not is he... Like, what version is he? If he's not the one from the real world, then where is that one? Where is that one? Why does he need all of them to be together? Is it a good reason? Is it a bad reason? Yeah. Ooh. Why all eight? Because eight makes one team, obviously. obviously, but I'm just saying, is it a good reason or bad reason? I don't know. That's the thing. And it's like, I don't know. Because we've gotten, because we pretty much were introduced to the Guardians, like the guys in white, at the end mm-hmm. of 
Answer, I believe. Answer or Wonderland? No, Answer. Dang. So it's it's going to be really interesting on like how this whole story wraps up because Fever in a way is like sort of the before, right? So like how does yeah. it tie into the first part? Because in Answer, right, they sat at a table across from each other, like the Holities and them together so like where does that fit within the timeline like also like we see them out on the on the pirate ship seeking their treasure in illusion Mm -hmm. right so it's like where are we in the actual storyline and where are we going to end up very true wow yeah i love it so much i definitely (laughs) love it yeah so yeah i feel like that's it so thank you again to Loud Choice on the on Reddit. Thank you, Smart to Me. <laughs> yeah, Smart Isn't to that Me. What they're the called? Yeah, <laughs> it's really funny whenever like something starts to get like put out or whatever for ATs. It's like Smart mm-hmm. to Me, we need you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Okay, so with that, we're gonna wrap up this week's very long episode of You Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop. The show notes for this episode and every episode is available on our website, anchor.fm forward slash loving K-pop podcast. Feel free to reach out to us via Twitter or Instagram by using the handle at loving K-pop pod. Make sure you give us a follow over there as well. If you want to chat with us in real time, you can join our Slack workspace or our Discord server. Invite links for those will be in our show notes. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and basically every other podcast app. And be sure to stay tuned to the end of the episode for a promo from all the shows on the Geek2Geek Media Network. And don't forget to visit geek2geekmedia.com to find out more info on all of our network's podcasts, streamers, and bloggers. And until next time, bye! bye. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the Geek2Geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Comics! Movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu, Keanu Reeves, New, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu.